This is Power Talk Radio with JB Levi bring you another discussion about empowerment, improvement, and elevation. And in this episode today, uh, we're going to talk about trust. Trust is definitely a key vital thing in this world because we want to know that we can trust things, trust people, trust our own selves. We just want trust, legitimacy, and that's what we vow for. That's what we give our allegiance to, the things we can trust. And so oftentimes we find a lot of imbalances in trust because one moment you can trust a thing and then the next moment you can't trust it. And that's sometimes because the value and stuff go down or the value and other things go up. And you just can't depend on old ways to solve new tricks or however they say it. Old dog, new tricks. Can't teach old dog, new tricks. But nevertheless, you can't use an old 1950 strategy on a 2020, you know, model. Like, it's just not going to work. And so we have to upgrade our systems and upgrade the things we put our trust in or as we as we grow and as things grow around us, we learn to develop new bonds and new trust funds or just uh, trust in general with somebody. We learn to build these things over time because we learn to depend on things that are reliable and that are consistently reliable. Trust is is very much evolving with with humanity. Time is trust's biggest obstacle in some sense of the way because as time goes on things have to prove if they are legitimately trustworthy and what we connect to it is it trustworthy to continue to be this way or will it change can i continue to trust this thing and we're asking these questions subconsciously to ourselves not knowing that that's what we put our heart into things we can trust and sometimes we don't know that because sometimes we put our trust in vain things and it shows us inconsistencies and we learn to love inconsistency. We learn to trust inconsistent things, even though they are inconsistent and it's proven to be inconsistent. Sometimes we will dare to think it will work out because it kind of works out. And, and, and it did work out before and we put our trust in past attempts and circumstances and we try to make it fit into a new situation and that does not always work it doesn't always work it can work but you have to be so intentional but nevertheless most times it's not going to work because we've explained you cannot bring strategies from the past into the new because you learn from those past experiences those experiences taught you something that hey, I got to learn to go for things I can truly trust. And sometimes we'll put our trust in things that are unreliable, shaky, and independable, and it's just ridiculous. And so we we learn from our mistakes of putting our, our money, our time, our hard work into things that are not trustworthy and reliable. And that's where the key to this whole thing gets to open up. It's trust gets to be very valuable. Very valuable. It's one of the most valuable commodities next to love and some other things. And these are not even 
tangible aspects. That's the key thing about it. Anybody can have this. Anybody can be trustworthy. You just got to learn to be trustworthy. You just got to be honest, integral. It's, it's not the easiest thing because even in honesty and, you know, you will find yourself saying things that you sh- you probably shouldn't have said because you, you can't just be honest 100% of the time because you'll find yourself in some trouble. And I ain't saying you can lie. That gives a license to lie. But I think it gives a license to withhold information so that you are cognitively thinking about other people's circumstances. For example, if somebody about to die and you, you know, they're in a bad situation and your child worried, the last thing you want to do is be so honest that you put, you know, so much worry on that child or something like that. You know, you want to kind of give them a soften it up and tell them this person is doing okay. They breathing all right. And, you know, being completely honest all the time is not like. They, they say if you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. That's a more honest truth to to withhold. It's like, if okay, if I ain't going to say nothing nice, I might as well not even say nothing. That's better than telling the truth because the truth might hurt. And that's the part about it. And so I don't know I got from trust the truth, but nevertheless, it ties to each other. And those words sound very much similar. Trust is relational. It's between you and the person. It's completely based on you and the person. Because the trust can be based on something wrong. It don't have to be morally right. A person just trusts you to do this. It could be something morally wrong. Like, I trust my dog to bite any person who step in my yard that don't look like this person. Well, you can trust that your dog going to do that. And your dog can trust that it's okay to do that. And that could be the bond you and that dog have. And it could be a trust bond based on something that isn't completely morally standard. Now, you can take that to a human aspect and say, you know, the case where the the people was uh, mass murdering child molesters or something like that. They were mass murdering people. They suffered with an attacker doing something, busting in their home and abusing the uh, the family or whatever. So they, they had this vengeance in their heart and they thought it was morally right. Both of the people in a relationship, because they both had been abused the same way, thought it was morally right to look up people on the internet that done did this crime and go hunt them down to kill them. And so, you know, people can justify and they could trust each other to do that. They told on themselves as they got arrested for the crime, they were willingly telling why they did it and the reasons behind it. And so trust can be built on anything. That's all I'm trying to say. And it's, if, and it's a precious a commodity in this time because if a person can trust you to be a way that they can vibe to and relate to and, you know, it helps them grow or build or increase some way, prosper in some kind of formal way, you got a valuable connection. And you should try to sustain that connection and continue to earn that person's trust. Because it's not hard to earn somebody's trust if they already trust you. You just have to be consistent. 
and you 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 when I say earn trust, I mean increase like consistency will give you room for mistakes. It's just like basketball if you've been winning all the time and you finally lost. People give you an okay pass to lose, meant to mess up, to make a mistake, to not always win, or to not always be your best. And that's what trust can do for you. It can create a insurance, a benefits package. And like, this is why we need trust in the world. This is why we need people we can trust. This is why we need things we can rely on that are reliable. This is why we don't need to go into one system, one economy, because we can trust that different systems will allow us to be okay with being diverse enough to live apart from each other. What's wrong with the world? I ain't mean to change the topic, but real quick, what's wrong with the world being the way it is? I don't see nothing wrong with it. It's like we trying to solve a problem that ain't even a problem. What we should be focused on is how we can build up the world and make the world a better place. Not how we can cause war and be greedy and hog up all the resources. But hey, that's a topic for another day. We'll unpack that later. But I just wanted to, you know, get on here and talk a little bit about trust. And I wanted some feedback, really. I want to know what 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 makes it hard for us to um, trust each other and, you know, really reveal why we have trust issues and give some positive and negative feedback as to how we can work collectively together to understand the problems and actually get a better outcome. I mean, I think we don't want distrust and disloyalty. I think we want to be able to trust things. And at the purest form of it, we find that, hey, if I can rely on something, I'm at ease. I, I'm more at peace with my day because I don't have to worry about this and worry about that and worry about this, worry about that. And that's mainly what systems come into play at is in like insurance companies and stuff like that. They earn your trust that they will deliver all these companies from Dawn Soap to Bed Bath and Beyond to everything else. From all the lawnmower appliances, electrical appliances, they have earned our trust that these things won't electrocute us, stop working, be broken. I might have to take it back in a week. They have earned our trust. So you see how precious trust is. It can make you millions, billions, probably even trillions. And so this is how we should be looking at relationships and how we should define networking and, you know, elevation. So just give me some feedback. You can just drop a comment. I don't know how to really get feedback on podcasts yet, but just send me a message. Um, I have Instagram. I got Facebook. I would love for people to get in contact with me on Facebook, um, on my Facebook group, Kings and queens uh it's a series about elevating black and black children and black young men and black young ladies and black women to an elevated status of like royalty royalty thinking like getting back to egyptian style like you know not that we would have a king 
because I think we all have this sense of uh, a sense of owning things. And so therefore we all kings and queens, princes and princesses. And so we have to identify that for ourselves and understand how to be that person, how to know what royalty really feels like. I think in a humanitarian way, you know, on the outside, we, we look at it as lavish lifestyle. But on the inside, what does it really feel like to be a king, a queen? You know, you got to know what that is. And that's what we want to unpack. We want to unpack how to walk into that jurisdiction, that authority, that that aura. And so that's what this is all about. This is JB Levi with Power Talk Radio signing off with you once again. Y'all have a good week and enjoy the rest of your day. Yo, 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 this is your boy yet again, JB Levi, with another episode of inspirational stuff. Stuff to get you going, motivated, to get you hopeful about your future and about where you're going in life. And here goes another topic concerning relationships and more so friendships in this case because it could be relationships as well it could be marriage it could be any type of former relationship a colleague a co-worker but we're talking today about how to identify toxic people toxic characteristics and so i kind of want to just delve into why we need to be mindful about these things because at the end of the day, we want to stay positive. We want to keep our mind focused on where we're trying to get to. And we don't want to be struggling with people who like me personally, when I'm trying to do stuff and accomplish stuff, I don't need a lot of negative energy around me. I don't need people who come around and disturb my peace and disturb my positive euphoria. Like, I mean, I can impact these people positively, but is that I'm focused on my work and I don't need this energy coming and disturbing that. And if a person really care about you, they will like respect you and respect what you're doing, respect how you spend your time, respect your boundaries. That's where we going at with this topic a little bit, because a lot of having good relationships is about setting boundaries. And that's so people don't ruin the relationship you have with them sometimes. And a key aspect to that is family you know family a lot of the times is the problem i go say the they are a problem they create the problem because you're trying to focus on your goals and your dreams and your vision and you got family members who are not doing that or friends or anybody for that matter but i'm talking about family specifically because they are sometimes the closest ones to you and they can affect that the most like and so i see even in a lot of cases even from successful people their family was like a big time hindrance to them getting to their goals and it's not because their family didn't wasn't family it's not like their family hated them is their family did not understand nor respect the fact that they were trying to level up and i i'm learning more and more that when you begin to say you're going to level up or get to this high standard in life, that's when a lot of people start to come in your life and down you, throw shade, try to, you know, knock you off your Achilles, 
trying to distract you and they don't even know they're doing it they just it's some salt there it's some bitterness it's some discontentment with their own self with their own life and they it's like a bitterness that's there that okay well i ain't get this so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you how hard it is and i'm gonna make it a struggle for you to do it or i'm not even gonna support you i'm not even gonna help you get there because at the end of the day if you get there and i didn't you got some bragging right over me or you got some uh you know you kind of doing better so they can you have more validation in your words and People don't like when you got validation and the words you speak over them. Because guess what? They got to be humble and they got to listen. And at the end of the day, a lot of people too prideful to sit there and listen and be humble and take heed to what you're saying. Even when you done did the work to elevate yourself to the status, they still don't want to, you know, it's, it's like don't want to bow. If they ain't going to bow to God and, and his goodness and all the things he did good, they hardly going to want to bow to you. So that's what you're dealing with in some cases, but people really don't want to, you know, give you the credit you deserve, but that shouldn't stop you. That's why boundaries are important. That's why you should stay focused no matter what, because the day you get out of that circumstance, the day you get into the best version of yourself, the day you start living on your own terms, they will be silenced. They cannot say anything and while they got a chance to say something and diminish you, they're going to do it. And that's the spirit that's in them that's rising up. And that's why it's so hard for even some people who, you know, they seem like they got good people around them until they start elevating. And then next thing you know, these people's like at you at your neck, like God dang a cobra, like they ready to strangle you because you doing better not not better than them so to speak because some people will have everything they'll have the car the house the job the family the kids and they still despise you why because and you ain't got that stuff you ain't got none of that stuff but they still despise you why because you got potential and that's the main reason why they'll do that to you because they see that you can elevate past what they did, their level of success. And I mean, I understand it to a certain degree. It is a such thing as healthy competition. But if healthy competition comes when both people are striving to be their best self and they both recognize and respect each other's growth, it's, it is room for that. And then there is room for healthy talk. But then again, you don't really find a lot of people elevating. I mean, you can look across the board. It's not just you and your family or you and your friends or you and your situation. It's all across the board. All successful people experience this. So they said why the only the 2% are successful. It's a reason for that. It's because it's so hard to deal with people who are not uh, making the moves or trying to progress and some people just want to go higher than most people and if you got big dreams and big goals do not diminish them for nobody do not shut them down for nobody do not minimize them for nobody because nobody is gonna make it happen for you nobody is gonna give you what you dreaming for so you gotta go and you gotta take it you gotta take it by force and that's the way it works like you have to really get 
and be about your business, bruh. And I can give you scriptures all day about this stuff, but I, I don't, I just want you to meditate on what I'm saying. Cause if you meditate on what I'm saying, you will understand that it's a lot of people go through this. And what I have to do is harness the ability to be able to be the 2%. And then the 2% can probably grow to 5% by next year or something. But at right now, it's very low that the people who are trying to be successful to the highest degree. And they just, it's not easy. Who told people it was going to be easy? I don't know. But at the end of the day, if you want to live mediocre, that's fine. But this is not for the mediocre. This is for people who are dreaming big, who want to see themselves owning some things and, and making stuff happen, like moving mountains and stuff, like causing ripple effects when they say and do things. Like that's the type of power we really trying to harness because we, to be honest, we envy power. We envy control and all of this stuff, even though we have to express it in the smallest manners. And that's why you see managers and supervisors. They love their position because it's, it's a sense of power and control. But I don't I never wanted to be a manager or just a plant manager or just a supervisor. I That wasn't a, a pinnacle of success for me. That's easy to rule over people who are not like acclimated or as keen to success or whatever it is as you and so i got big dreams and when you got big dreams you best believe everything oh hell but the brick loose to try to shoot you down to try to diminish your success and so that's it for me like i i'm i'm that's why i'm giving you this stuff about toxic people and what you'll experience as you begin to continue to run the race. If you wasn't being successful, you wouldn't have toxic people coming at you. You wouldn't have people attacking you. They'd probably just go on about their life because they don't care about what you're doing or saying or trying to be. But it's the moment they see you actually getting somewhere with it that they begin to try to attach themselves to you, try to do all kind of things to, you know, play, be a part of it or be against it. And sometimes you can't even let people who claim to be a part of your movement just come in because some people are bandwagoners and they don't know they're bandwagoners they just think they're supporting it and the moment you say something they don't like or you do something against the way they believe or say something against the way they believe they are now like against you and somebody who was for you is now against you it, that's funny ain't it it's funny how that can happen but it's a reality is because they would never really with you in the first place you will be lucky if you have two or three solid friends who gonna run with you you are blessed if you have two or three friends who gonna run the race with you that's really all you need is two or three person or one other person and you can move begin to really move things in a greater manner but in the sense of just being a type of person who need all these friends and all these associates, you're going to crumble. You're going to crumble because you have not discerned who is really with you versus who is just along for the ride, who just want a piece of the paycheck. Now, it's cool to have those type of people in a certain sense, but they cannot be in your inner circle. They cannot be as close to you as somebody who is your true friend 
an unconditional friend because an unconditional lover, an unconditional friend, an unconditional family member who loves you, they are not going to look at your problems and define you. They are not going to look at where you are weak and define you by that. They are always going to look at where you're strong and what you can do and your possibilities and your potential. And they're going to encourage you. And even if they do see something negative, they will find a way to tell you in a helpful manner instead of trying to express it where you feel guilty or you feel hurt in the way they're saying it. It'll always be in a way where it can correspond with your growth. I don't have a problem taking wisdom from somebody who's doing it in a better way or can see where I'm not what I'm not seeing. That's great that you can see where I'm not seeing because that means we got four eyes on the circumstances instead of two. Like you got, got four hands on the problem instead of two. You know, that's great to have somebody like that. I don't I wouldn't despise a person who can pinpoint errors or pinpoint some imperfections because we need that we don't we should never think that we're perfect and we got it all on our own and that gets down to gratefulness and respect and that's another key component to eliminating toxic people out your life because when a person is not toxic they respect what you're trying to do even if they don't know how to help you they just respect it they just like okay you're doing something better than i can even do let me let me just let you do you, bruh. I'll support you when I see the opportunity or when I get the chance. Or if you ask me for my support, I'm willing to give it to you. But I will not invade your personal space and try to control or try to manipulate or try to say bring down what you're doing because I don't like the way you do it or I don't like the way you say it or I don't like how you approaching it. That is narcissistic and it is it is toxic and you need to eliminate people like that out of your circle i don't say eliminate them out of your life but keep the distance from them people because they may change because of the result of you being better and that'd be better than just them staying in their grouping sadness so a lot of times i don't even dog the people who are toxic around me or do something negative or toxic or say something negative toxic i don't dog them i i, I slowly but surely separate myself and they don't notice I'm gone but they still see me moving but they don't notice I'm not gonna give them my energy or they may notice I won't give them my energy but ain't gonna change nothing because at the end of the day I'm not gonna keep coming around negativity and I'm gonna stay positive every time you come around me I'm gonna be so positive you can't stand being around me and that's how you really eliminate negative people from around you it's like they cannot stand the light that you bear. They cannot stand the elevation that you are doing. And then when you get to the point where not only that, but you are to the point where negativity can't even really penetrate you. It's like you can't even be around dark people. It's like it's going to get to a point where they can't. It's just no way they can stand being around you. And that's when you know who really for you and who really not for you. Is when it starts to get hard for people to be around you without offending you or without saying something negative and without trying to diminish you or not trying to brag in your face. That's another thing toxic people do. They'll try to brag about what they have just so it can try to diminish what you have or what you got going on. When in all actuality, you trying to reach something bigger than they even can think of. 
that they ever even tried to achieve. But they telling you about their success. They bragging about how much money in their bank account. And don't know in your future you got millions that's going to be inherited. You got billions that's going to be inherited. And they don't know. They just think you just doing stuff because, you you know, you just want to do something different. But no, not knowing that you're trying to achieve something bigger than your whole entire generation has achieved. And this is called breaking generational curses. And we'll talk about that as well, too. But I just wanted to get on here a little bit and talk about what it takes to be successful or stay positive around toxic people. Because a lot of people are facing that these days and they're just going through they kind of like going through the motions, not understanding why people do the stupid stuff they do or why they say the stuff they say. But it's just to diminish your mind, bring you to negativity and know it's always there. Everybody got to deal with it. Even the biggest celebrities, LeBron James, especially, I, that's, I attribute a lot to him because I watch him religiously and like no matter how much achievements he's made or is trying to do, people are still going to be negative. They're still looking at his downfall. They're still waiting on him not to make it so they can laugh and they can talk about it and diminish what he's already done instead of looking at all the good he's done and all the great things he's done. So haters are always going to be a part of life. It's, it doesn't change. It, don't, it just is there. And so we got to learn how to deal with these personalities these characteristics and discern them and be able to put them in a place so i hope y'all got something out of that i hope somebody was freed in the process of just hearing some of the things i allude to just by knowing we all going through certain things and we just gotta stay strong and we gotta be each other's support system because if we stay positive and we find people and we attach ourselves to positive people instead of toxic people Imagine how much more you would elevate. Imagine how much more positive your thoughts would be. Imagine how much more you could handle on your plate because you have gotten to a person who understands what you go through, understands your problems, your pains, your suffering. So be empowered, be enlightened, and keep giving your best version of yourself out there so that the universe, so that God, and so that everything can see your efforts and begin to bless you. Y'all be loved. Peace.